0: Grab your Bible, hold it up and wave it around and shout with me. We're word people. This is God's word. It is the only standard of conduct, the only rule of living. It is the only book that gives accurate directions to eternal destinations. And so we thank you for your word. Now everybody jump up on your feet. Everybody, everybody, open your Bible to Romans chapter 6. And I want to talk just a little bit today and choosing my words very, very wisely in the Lord. I want to share with you on the subject of immeasurable grace. Are you ready? Romans chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 16. When you've got it, shout, I've got it. Now remember... And don't anybody look at anybody else. We're encouraging everybody to bring the book with you. You can bring your phone, you can bring your iPad, you can bring all that, bring the book with you. Because you look at mine, you need to write in it, you need to know where things are found in what column. (laughs) Are you listening to me? Everybody, everybody, bring your Bible. Get used to holding it, amen? When you pass on from this world, if I preach your funeral, they're not going to lay your cell phone in that casket with you. Some of you need a divorce from that thing anyway. And no, I'm not playing. Like if you don't have several hours a day when you put it away and turn it off, you need to. We are becoming addicted. Some of you get nervous if it's more than three feet away from you. I need to let some of you know there was a world before cell phones. Amen. Some of you can't pray because that thing's dinging. Amen. So just nothing wrong with that. But put it away some. Get away from it some. Hallelujah. All right, if you found Romans 6, verse 16, shout for me. All right, we we only put this up here for new folks who haven't learned yet where the book of Romans is. So we help them, but other than that, everybody gets your Bible, look at your Bible. I want you to know it's in there. Here it is. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Don't you realize that grace frees you? Shout right there. See, I'm teaching you how to read the Word. Let's do it again. Don't you realize that grace frees you? Okay, I'm going to try one more time. there got to be some saved folk in here somewhere. there got to be some folk that understand spinning is the language of war. Somebody's got to understand that clapping is the language of authority. Somebody's got to understand that shouting is the language of victory and that silence is the language of defeat. So we're gonna try it again, I'm gonna see what you do. When I stop, you start. You ready? Don't you realize that grace frees you? One more time, because we're making the devil so mad. He wants you bound, he wants you quiet, he wants you timid, he wants you intimidated. Remember this, a timid faith will be intimidated." Shove somebody and say, that's good, I don't care who you are. Come on, shove them and say, that's good, I don't care who you are. A timid faith will be intimidated. I want you to let the devil know he can't intimidate your faith. If I'm the devil and I see you stand there and go, I'm like, I got you. I got you. Ha. Ha. We're going to shout like PRP is going to shout when that state that starts with an A gets B. Don't you realize that grace frees you? All right, let's move on. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? God forever surrendered his right to act independently in your life. Stop asking God to do what he already told you plainly, he did. Because if he did, he do. I ain't got no shouters in here today. I said, because if God did, he do. That means if he did heal you, he do heal you. Right now. Right now. Right now. I got healed. Uh... When what, what day was it? Thursday. Thursday. I was in here. Some people say, "Why would you go to five states and preach eight times in six days?" Because I needed a touch from God, and I needed to get around. Needed to get around some worship, and some praise, and some shouting, and some deliverance, and some word. God healed me three years ago. Vocal cord cancer. And what they do all the time when they examine me, they measure my lymph nodes to see if there's any change in my lymph nodes. Any of you that have been diagnosed with cancer, leukemia, you know that. So I came, I got up Wednesday morning, getting ready to, I don't even know how many times I preached that day. Three time, I preached three times on Wednesday. <sighs> Some of you missed all three. I preached three times on Wednesday. What does that mean? You've three messages behind. Amen. And, and uh, I, when I woke up, I turned oh, I turned like that to say something to Joni, and I felt something, and I felt right there, and that thing was swollen up that big. Was it that big? Joni, Joni felt it. And, and hard, and I said, you know, before I got a chance to say anything, what do you think got screamed in my ears? What, Elder? Cancer. He had come again. But then I got a word that said, these afflictions shall not arise a second time. I thought I had a shouting church. I don't know. So I told Joanna, you're going to have to get me in and and get me checked. And so I went to the first doctor because he could get me in before the other doctor. And that doctor said, you're going to have to see the other doctor, because that's not an infection and that's not something from sinuses. That's your lymph nodes. And you need to get to your doctor. I said, okay. So I did. That was on Wednesday. I went to the doctor all day that day. On Wednesday, I was at the doctor before I went to the doctor. I think if it was your lymph nodes, you'd be shouting, like really shouting, and one day it may be. You don't know how many times God stopped that thing in your life already on a shout that you didn't even know what you were shouting out. My good God, I gotta hurry. I gotta hurry. Listen, so Thursday, that thing, I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to do that funeral. And you know, there it is. And there, there was folks just worshiping Brother Norval was a worshiper. He would just lift his hands and say, I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. And tears start flowing down. Joni, God the Holy Ghost told me. He said, you missed something about Brother Norval. I said, yes, Lord. He said, the reason his faith was so mighty was presence. He was always in the presence of God. If you would walk up to Brother Norval and say, Jesus, he'd start crying. And he's, he's, some say, oh, let's just worship Jesus. He's so good to us. Oh, Jesus, I worship you. There's no one like you, Jesus. You love us so much, Jesus, I love you. I worship you, Jesus, I worship you. I worship you, Jesus, I worship you oh how wonderful you are jesus you saved us oh thank you for saving us jesus thank you for shedding your blood jesus we worship you we worship so the presence of god was always on him always on him hallelujah so while they were worshiping in that presence i felt the holy ghost say put your left hand because that's where God put his healing power in my left hand in 1979 when Brother Norval took my hand and he stretched it out like this and he said, now just very gently lay it on people so I'm sitting there and there was his earthly tabernacle and we're all there assembled so we can give glory and honor to the Lord Jesus for giving us such a man like that for 91 years and God said, Just do what you did in 1979. So I reached up there and I said, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They, if you'd lay your hand wherever you have ailment right now, God, your left hand, God will heal you if you just trust him. And I put my hand there and I said, these signs follow those of us who believe in your name. We cast out devils. We speak with new tongues. We take on the devil. If we drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. We lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. And I said, now recover in Jesus name. And anything that's not God, get out of my body right now. That my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And as I just worship God, that thing just went. <sighs> well, that'd be a pretty good praise if I made a touchdown, but I didn't make a touchdown. That'd be a pretty good clap if you were at the opera, but we're not at the opera. That'd be a pretty good hallelujah if you were at a dead cold plucked up by the roots church. That'd be pretty good if you were in a church where you never saw God do the miraculous. But it's not good enough for what God did. So let's really give him one of those praises that's a Shabbat. Let's give him a Shabbat praise. We're in Romans chapter six, verse 16. Don't you realize that grace, ha, frees you to choose your own master. You can serve sickness and disease or you can serve health and wholeness. You can serve bondage, or you can serve freedom. You can serve Satan, or you can serve Jesus. You can serve yourself, or you can serve God Almighty. Say, I have the right to choose my own master, but choose carefully, for you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. Some people say, well, I can't do anything about this. Oh, no, 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 dear one. Oh, let pastor help you. Whatever you've got right now, you chose. Okay, you're not going to shout me down now. Whatever you've got right now, don't be like, don't be like, don't be like Adam. Lord, this woman you gave me. I need to do a sermon on that. All the stuff you blame God for in your life that had absolutely nothing to do with God. You chose that man. God didn't choose him. You know, the one that slapped you around. You chose him. You chose the deviant lifestyle. God didn't choose that. God can't do anything that violates his word. He didn't say one thing on Tuesday and change his mind on Thursday. He also didn't say one thing in the old covenant and something different in the new covenant. And he didn't say something different in the gospels than what he said in Romans. You chose. Stop blaming God for things have nothing to do with God. You're depressed today, you're choosing to be. You're fearful today, you're choosing to be. You're in poverty today, it's because your mouth chose to put you there. If you're weary today, it's because you chose to be you don't feel like rejoicing today, it's because you chose that. I choose to rejoice. I choose who I serve. And he said, serve me with gladness. God said, serve me with gladness. I'm getting through to somebody. I can't ever get through this verse Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master But choose carefully now Because you surrender yourself To become a servant Bound to the one you choose to obey You know what that tells me? You can be seated You know what that tells me? That tells me I'm superior to the devil. Thank you, Jared. You know what that tells me, Jared? I'm superior to religion. You know what that tells me, Jared? I don't have to be bound. You know what that tells me, Jared? When they try to bind me in religion, I don't have to listen. When my body tells me I'm tired and I don't really have the strength to praise it, you know what that tells me? I'm free to say, shut up, body. Rejoice, O oh my soul, and all that is with See, I'm speaking contrary to the dominant culture because the dominant culture says nothing's your fault there is somebody to blame for everything except you you can blame the government you can blame the tax code you can blame uh your parents blew smoke on you when you were a child. I heard a woman one time say, I'm mean and I'm hateful because I grew up in a house as the youngest one of nine kids and I was always the last one to get to eat and all they'd give me is a chicken wing and the milk was already gone and I didn't get enough milk as a child. To which I responded, is there a grocery store in your town? Go buy yourself some milk and hush. I serve nothing but God. I don't serve my passions. I don't serve my desires. I don't have a I want to. I don't have a you made me this way. Let me tell you how God made you better than Adam and Eve in the garden on the day that he breathed his breath into them, because what God did in the second Adam, Jesus Christ, is superior to everything the devil did in the first Adam. I feel God. I like that one. Be seated. I choose my handkerchief. We got to get this, people, dear saints of God, precious friends, sisters, and brethren, and sisters. I bind a blaming spirit. It's a spirit, it is the spirit of this age. Blame everybody. You get pulled over by a police officer for speeding and here you go. Well, I can't believe you could pulled me, me and I and but I didn't they need more signs telling you what the speed limit is. And the, and if the government would put up more signs about the speed limit. or you could just ease off on the pedal. But see, that would involve personal responsibility. My wife won't cook, teacher. Always blaming somebody. I'm getting a revelation right now of what I'm going to preach later. Is that all right with you? God the Holy Ghost, when I'm standing out there yonder a minute ago, God the Holy Ghost said to me, he said to me, think of Adam standing at that tree. What did he say when he was discovered in his sin? Okay, you don't have a Bible. Lord, that woman that you gave me, God, you put me in the wrong body. Poor God. He's so confused. No, you've just got passions from the underworld instead of the upper world and because you've been told all your life, you have a right, you can do what you want and nobody's gonna tell you nothing. You are entitled. Laws, look what's going on in America. Laws apply to everybody except the people that don't want to keep them. I'm gonna try again. Laws are laws for everybody. There's not a law for you in driving, because you are Irish. You lose your temper and yell and scream at people, and you say, well, that's just the Irish in me. But then, if you're not Irish, then you say, That's just my German coming out. You're just making an excuse. God doesn't make excuses. God doesn't listen to excuses. God deals in two things. Truth, lie. God set out rules. He said, don't steal. Think about that when you're making your taxes out. Think about tithing. God said, take 10% of the sanctified gross income and give it to God on the first day of the week, no questions asked. There is no if, there is no but. So when you keep what God says, so your Bible plainly tells you that you will live in poverty. And then you wanna blame God that you're not blessed. 75% of all Christians start the week off lying telling God why you can't. Well, see God, I mean, and I love how we take part of the scripture to defend ourselves against other truth. See God, you told me to take care of my family and I'm taking care of my family and I just ain't got nothing left for you. It's so quiet in this Presbyterian church. So quiet. Well, I'm a single mother. So was Mary. Well, I do volunteer work at the church. This is not the Red Cross. Doesn't change the law of God. Your Bible said, to him whom you yield your members is your Lord. You want to serve illicit sexual desires, that's your God. How do I know? Because when God says, that is forbidden, you begin to try to take scriptures and make excuses for a lifestyle you chose. Look at them all filming me right now. You want me to repeat it? See that on the side of that pew there? That's my mama. We had rules. You will sweep the garage every other day. You will wash your dishes. Put the cane bottom, I can't mama, it too tall for me. So mama say, grab the cane bottom chair, pull the cane bottom chair over by the sink, Climb up the rails on the ticane bottom chair and get up there and you'll be just the right height. No excuses. No excuses. I got pulled over, coming, coming back from a meeting, preaching, and it was about 2.30 in the morning. And an uh, officer pulled me over. I said, an officer. I didn't say a cop. And I sure enough didn't say a pig. Learn some respect. For yourself. Good God almighty. Hmm? She was telling me what she'd cook me for dinner. You are in the United States Marine Corps. Hurrah! Hurrah! I'm not really allowed to say that, but I'm God's Marine. Amen. General we got. Yeah. When you went to basic training, did you have a drill sergeant or something like Yes, sir. What did you have? Drill instructor. A drill instructor. See, you're not going to call him sergeant. Because that's not who he was. Did you like him? No, sir. Sir, no, sir. Did he seem to like you? Sir, no, sir. Hmm. Did you say to him, come now, let us reason together? Sir, no, sir. Did you say, I'm tired? No, sir. Did you say, I don't like this food. I prefer, I'm, I'm a vegan. I will have vegan soup, if you please. Did you say that? No, sir. So if you didn't eat, you went? Hungry. Going Hungry. Were you given a choice? No, sir. Your choice was made when you took a pen in a recruiting office and sorry and signed your name. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. They gave you a manual. They gave you a weapon. And they said, you better be able to read it backwards. You better be able to take that thing apart and put it back together with your eyes closed in the dark, holding it above the water in a a sea with with the waves. You sold yourself to the United States Marine Corps. What did you sell yours to? See, we have faulty conversions because we preach a faulty gospel. Tweet that. We don't preach sacrifice so you don't think you have to make it. Your teachers told you, they just help you through school, so you come out the other end and don't know one-tenth what you were supposed to learn. And your mama and daddy told you that's okay, cause you special. You choose. You chose these. I heard you preach another day, man. And I told the team, I said, get up him, get him up there leading some services and praying for people and stuff. You think I care what your hair looks like? Now, if God said, don't wear your hair like that, then you cut it off. But God didn't say that. But God did say some stuff. And who are you to rewrite his words? You backslidden, lily-livered, milk-sopped, so-called preacher, writing books, damning people's souls. God wrote a book and he doesn't need your new interpretation. God doesn't need a new interpretation. He needs a new demonstration in our lives. For you are Lord. Most of the time, I don't even want to sing it around people because he's about as much Lord as I am a toad frog. Because if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. all. If he's not Lord on Sunday night, he's not Lord on Sunday morning. If he's not Lord on Tuesday night, he's not Lord on Sunday morning. If he's not Lord when you're healthy, he's not Lord when you're sick. We want a 24-7 God that we serve an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. I wish I had 10 people that would just stand up and shout, tell us the truth. You choose. Look at your neighbor. And say, I choose. You choose to gossip. No, I didn't mean tell them that. You don't even know them. You choose to gossip. You choose to tail bear. You choose TV over the word. You choose a movie over prayer. You choose trust God or men. You choose believe God or men you choose that you choose whether your heart is full of worship or you're just going through the motions you choose that valor you choose to get your studies or not to get your studies you choose to clean your room or not clean your room you choose You know why I loved that woman for 32 years? You know why? Cause I chose to. And she could leave me tomorrow and might even be justified except for her Bible. Well, God wants me happy. Tweet this. God didn't call me to be happy. God called me to be holy. And if I'm holy, I'll have joy unspeakable. We don't say the D word in our house, never have said the D word, and I don't mean Dallas. Why? That's not part of this. Now, if one of us committed adultery, we would have, watch, another choice. But just because that happened, and it didn't, just because gossiper, just because it happened didn't, but it might happen, and the Bible says that we would be free the offended party would be free, doesn't mean they're free to do whatever they want. It means they're free according to the original contract, but they're just as free to say, "Uh uh-uh, God can do all things. Liberty is not license. Tweet that. Liberty is not license. Cause I can doesn't mean I should. Cause everybody's doing it, have nothing to do with me. I'm not everybody. I am whosoever. God didn't say everybody, you lying preacher. God didn't say everybody would be saved. He said the provision was made that whosoever will. Stop blaming your flesh. Control it. Take authority over it. Wonder world, you letting that chunk of mess that we're going to stick in a casket and stick in the ground because it's going to smell so bad. And you letting that tell you what to do. Dear God, young people, how many single people we got in here? Look at this. Look at this. I'm, raise it up, look around, pick out one, no, raise your hand, raise your hand, Holy Ghost just corrected me, Holy Ghost just corrected me, and it's not something to shout about, but might as well just go ahead and shout, because God loves you enough to put a roadblock in front of you, it's not just the single folk. eating up with lust, eating up with carnal desire. Cause some of y'all bought the lie that if you got married, that would fix your sexual problem. And I told you for 40 years, all that will do is multiply your problem. I don't know why I'm on this, but I'll just ride this horse. It's a pretty good saddle. You are what you eat. Some of you are so carnal, you think I'm talking about wheat germ. You are what you eat. You consume Kardashian, you'll act Kardashian. You consume nakedness and vileness, you want it. You get around people with that spirit, it'll get all over you. Yeah, but I was abused. I, my heart breaks for you. So much to tell you that just because you were abused, doesn't mean you don't have a choice of whether you become an abuser or not. That's a lie. That's a lie. I feel oil. I said, I feel oil. That's a lie. Shout, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Be seated. Well, I've got a generational curse then make a choice. Because God didn't say you were cursed. You said you were cursed. God said you are free to choose. You choose what you consume. You choose what goes in your eye gate. You choose what goes in your ear gate. And I guarantee you, You get away from that bunch. You throw that bunch of mess away that you've been reading. Get a Bible for yourself and you come out with a different opinion. I don't have a right to lie. I don't have a right. I signed on the dotted line. My life is hidden with God in Christ Jesus. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. That's the reason he said, I set before your life and death. You don't make that choice once and for all. you daily pick up your cross, the place of self-sacrifice, the place where you die and he resurrects, the place where his blood covers it all, that place. Choose who you're going to serve. Hallelujah. Choose how you're going to raise your children. Choose how you're going to respond to your spouse. I will tell you, how long y'all been married? 39. 39. You got me beat by seven years. I'm going to give everybody a marriage secret. The next time one of the other of you say something out of the way, do something out of the way, just say real politely, "Uh, would you think about that choice? Is that the one you want to make? See, if you just stop for a moment and listen, A soft answer, your Bible says, turns away wrath. Choose. What a gift. Can you imagine that God would tell us, you choose. He didn't say you have to. There's no have to in it except if you're gonna be in the kingdom, you must be born again, because God knows you can't make it in this kingdom without it. Isn't that right? Did you enjoy this little talk? Let's look at it again. And I'm, 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 I just want us to see it before we, before we change course here. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? So you can't say anything other than whatever master you're serving right now, you chose. Whatever it is spirit soul body everything that pertains to life and godliness god sent his son to that rugged cruel angry mean binding beam, just so today you could choose there is a way that seems right to man but i sounded like a hillbilly there didn't i I had three syllables in one three-letter word, man. (laughs) What was I getting ready to quote to you? Huh? Yeah. There's a way, what's your name? 18 people went. It's like not a trick question, scream out your name. No, that was really weak. You know that most people are afraid of the sound of their own voice. The devil keeps you that way. So you don't pray. So you don't worship. Stop being afraid of the sound of your own voice. That's intimidation. So shout your name. Oh, that's so much better. Say it one more time. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What was the other one I was quoting to you? There, okay, shout your name. There's a way that seems right to you. Say it. Now say your name, there's a way that seems right to you, but the end of your way, say your name, is death. Jordan and I don't do everything right in our marriage. What does that have to do with anything? We made the choice. You think the first time that Pastor Tim messed up putting his weapon together, he just gave it to him and said, I don't want to do this anymore? Or do you think they slapped it right back in his hand, Elder Murphy, you know. They slapped it right back in his hand and said, do it again. Aren't you glad God gives you a do-over? When your weapons aren't working and you're, joy is not rolling and your peace evaporates aren't you glad you can start all over right now and make the right choice that cancels out all the negative ones you've made isn't that fantastic let's thank God for the blood of Jesus that makes that possible let's thank God for his grace that makes that possible hallelujah all right father thank you for doing work in us today i pray that all week long the people will remember this one thing it's my choice it's my choice it's my choice and may they choose life jesus in every situation just choose life somebody steals from them let them choose life somebody cuts them off in traffic let them choose life The devil wants an argument in their home. Let them choose life. The enemy tries to attack their body. Let them choose healing. When that sweet small voice says pray, let them choose to respond in obedience. Oh God, we thank you for making us who we are. Now if there's anyone here, every head bowed and every eye closed, It's not that you were saved at some point in the past. It's are you saved now? Do you know that everything's under the blood and you're right with God? If you don't know that, if you don't know that, when I say three, could you just slip your hand up in the air? No one looking around. We're gonna pray. You're gonna make the right choice. Choose. God said who you'll serve and then he helped you and he said, choose me, (laughs) choose life. On three, if you're unsure, raise your hand. Let's pray together so when you walk out this beautiful tabernacle or there in Elkhart, Indiana, you'll know that everything's right with you and God. If you wanna pray that prayer together with me, when I say three, shoot your hand up in the air. Do it now. Make the decision you'll be glad you made if your soul would be required of you today. On three. One, two, three. Raise that hand, leave it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, hallelujah. Somebody else might make the right choice if you just encourage them a little bit. Let's all stand together. Let's all stand together and lift your hands up. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, today I choose you. I choose life. I choose the gospel. I choose the word of God. I choose to give my life to you completely today I receive you as my Savior I love you Jesus thank you for allowing me to choose you now everybody that has chosen him give him the greatest clap and praise of the day hey thanks for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed it I wanna invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day. And for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.